Yes, folks, you're going to love this one today. Garth here again from Strength and Shred podcast. And today we're going to talk about how to store more energy before you turn it into body fat. In other words, how can we eat more calories before our bodies turn it into that lovely body fat around our ass, our faces, our chins, our torsos. Sounds too good to be true. I can tell you it's absolutely true. And this is how I get away with eating and drinking loads of calories on occasions, I must stress, not all of the time, without gaining excessive amounts of body fat and preventing the scales going off on one. So how can we achieve this miracle method, I hear you say? This is how we do it, folks. We need to improve our body's ability to store carbohydrates. So obviously we've got fats, carbs and proteins, so improving our body's ability to store carbs on its own. And let's face it, the majority of our calories comes from carbs, if you're, if you're normal. So let's get clever here and utilize what the sports scientists have studied and found out so we can use this knowledge to our advantage, okay? The average Joe blogs, if you will. So I just want you guys to visualize something before we go forward. You've probably got a car sat on your drive right now. We should do. It's COVID-19. Stay home, stay safe, yada, yada, yada. We know that car has a fuel tank. It has that one fuel tank only. When it has fuel in, it can take you places, which is great. But when it's low and runs out, it's obviously going to stop moving and it stops you in your passage. Our bodies work a little bit different to that car sat on the drive. Our bodies have two main fuel tanks that we use every day. One fuel tank being our body fat around our lovely bodies. And the other fuel tank is our stored muscle glycogen. Let me clarify what muscle glycogen is before we move on. When we eat those lovely carbs and we don't use them there and then, our body is smart enough to tuck them away for later use. 25% of this energy from carbs is stored in the liver. Now that's for like absolute emergencies, like knocking on death's door stuff. And the remaining 75% is stored in our muscles. You know those things that help us pick our noses and scratch our asses. So stored in muscles, muscles that help us move. Now weight gain and gaining more body fat may come from when our glycogen levels are full in our muscles and they're saturated for long periods of time and that excess carb intake has to go somewhere. It will basically flow over and convert it into new fat cells, unfortunately, something called lipogenesis. This is assuming you eat a lot of carbs like myself. But if you're on a low carbohydrate diet, which is classified as like 20% of your total daily energy comes from carbs, then this may not be the case if you're gaining weight on a low carb diet. The chances are if you're eating 20% carbs in your diet and you're gaining weight, you're banging too many calories from fat and protein down your gob in that case. So let's play around with that second fuel tank of ours, the muscle glycogen tank, the stored carbs for later use. Now, your ability to do this will vary from the next person's beside you. There are a few variables that can dictate our success in achieving this, such as your training status, which is basically how fit you are, whether you're male or female, your current diet and your body weight. But today, let's tackle your training status alone. Okay, so how fit you are. 
Let's imagine we have two people in front of us. Let's go for an example. Let's say they are identical twins to keep this simple. One of those twins takes part in two endurance activities a week and two weight training activities a week. So they move quite a bit. The other twin, however, sits on their asses all day and every day. And let's imagine they have been doing this for three months, the pair of them. So one twin's been moving a lot, the other just not been doing a lot for three months. Now, if we presented them with a lovely 12-inch pizza, coated and blasted with cheese, all the calorific stuff on there that tastes fantastic, let's say they ate, the pair of them ate this 12-inch pizza. They had one of these each. Their bodies are going to store that energy differently when we compare the two people. The twin that moves more, their body will have adapted in a way, because of their training, where they can store that energy in their muscles much more efficiently and effectively. At the end of the day, when we exercise, our body's second fuel tank, which is that muscle glycogen storage, it gets bigger. We can put more in it so we don't convert excess energy or carbs into fat. That's assuming you train a certain way though. More on that later towards the end. The other twin who doesn't move a great deal in their day-to-day -day lives, unfortunately, if they have a smaller second fuel tank and have gone over their calorie allowance for the day, they will gain excess body fat. This is something called lipogenesis, the generation of fat. So what training methods can we do to help build that second fuel tank, that muscle glycogen storage, to help prevent gaining excess body fat? One way is to regularly deplete your muscle glycogen storage. In addition to this, when you are training, don't top up on carbs when you're training. Get the body used to working out with minimal, some, but minimal carbohydrates. I must note this is best done for endurance activities at a medium intensity. For example, six out of 10 on the effort scale, 10 being you're blowing your balls off in terms of effort. Duration wise, this can be anything from 30 minutes to over an hour plus, it does vary. An example of this can be a fast hilly walk, hilly making it hard work, going for a run, or going on a spin class with some hard efforts in there. Anything where you're using a variety of muscles all at once. Again, something we've mentioned in previous podcasts, compound movements, using a lot of muscles in one movement. This is something I've practiced myself and hundreds of other people are doing it unknowingly and knowingly. And personally, my body, my body now can bike ride and cycle at a good effort level of 7 out of 10 for two hours without needing any carbs whatsoever or any fuel to help me keep going at that same speed and intensity. That's not always been the case. I used to last 45, 60 minutes and then absolutely die on my ass. But basically now I get it from all my stored carbs from my muscles. I don't need energy fuels, any drinks or anything like that. It's all in my leg muscles. My body's adapted in such a way where I can access it from there. Now the average Joe blogs, like myself back in the day, will probably only last 45, 60 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, before dying on their ass due to low carb storing abilities in their muscle. So essentially you can train for a bigger fuel tank. The body will access that stored carb in your muscles if you go hard at it. It's the body's rocket fuel for movement. Another way to help increase the size of your fuel tank is to do it by weight training. So we've spoken about endurance, you can also do it by weight training. 
When we lift heavy weights, our body has no problem whatsoever calling up on the stored carbs in the muscles. This is because weight training can be intense, and remember the body loves to access stored carbs in times of hard efforts. For low efforts, it will chip away at body fat for fuel. Hence why varying your intensities is not a bad idea to burn away at both fuel tanks through the week. So having your low intensity sessions and having your high intensity sessions. Not only is it good for those burning fat and carbohydrate differently, it's also good from a recovery point of view. A good approach is to target all of your muscle groups. That, that being your legs, your back muscles, your chest, your shoulders and your core muscles. So everything. What won't help and what isn't time efficient is training your biceps for like 30 minutes on their own in a session. It's just a complete waste of time. So to conclude all of this, I've made three main points here. Point number one, you have two main fuel tanks. You've got your fat storage fuel tank and your carb storage fuel tank. Burn them both by having low intensity days and having high intensity days. Point number two, Deplete your muscle glycogen storage every now and again with hard efforts and replace with just enough carb to stop you going stir crazy afterwards. So after you finish that session, say you've done like a 45-60 minute spin session, don't go home immediately and then go for 12 inch pizza straight afterwards. What you might want to do is have a banana, that shall suffice just to keep you going until your main meal. And that main meal, you've got your protein and your fat source through, let's say, a chicken breast. You've got lots of vegetables on your plate and you might have a little bit of uh, starchy carbohydrate. You don't need to go nuts. <laughs> you don't need to go crazy on the carbohydrate front on there. Just a little bit, just to keep you going. If you want to build that bigger second tank, your body will adapt, trust me. Point number three, Weight training is a great way to use the stored carbs in your muscles. Not only that, which I haven't mentioned yet, the more toned muscles you have from weight training, the more energy you can burn at rest. You may have heard that one before, but it's a win-win, folks. It's a great way of doing it. So I'll leave you with that. Go away and build that second fuel tank so you can have that bender and it will literally not touch the sides. It's going to be nice weather the next few days as I record this podcast. So having a barbecue and having a few drinks, knowing you've done some good hard efforts outside, don't panic, just sit back and enjoy yourself. Guys, please feel free to share this on your Instagram stories or any other given social media platform to help grow this community. Chat soon.